0: Good morning. It is Monday, June 12th. It is five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find us both on Twitter. He's at Rob M. Kendall, and I'm at Casey Daniels 317. So Donald Trump, he's expected to travel from New Jersey to Miami today to appear for his arraignment in federal court tomorrow, and then he's going to head back to New Jersey to deliver remarks at his golf club, and then they're going to have a fundraiser. And uh, Trump has urged his supporters to join, join a protest which is planned outside the miami federal court building where he is set to appear for his arraignment
1: spent the weekend doing what he does best doing large rallies and he was in georgia and north carolina and while he was there he even by trump's standards had some very interesting things to say we'll get to the most interesting as of all i know you're very interested in this whole final battle thing. Mm-hmm. But, but first, in North Carolina, said it isn't about him. This is about you.
2: Now the Marxist left is once again using the same corrupt DOJ and the same corrupt FBI and attorneys general and local district attorneys to interfere in our election at a level that our country has never witnessed before. These criminals cannot be rewarded. They must be defeated. We have to defeat them soundly. In the end, they're not coming after me. They're coming after you, and I'm just standing in their way. How are they coming
0: after me? Is it with the IRS? Is it with Biden? Is it with the, uh, you know, the ideology against families and, and children?
1: I think what you're seeing is the, you know, it's interesting. When last week when we talked about live the Live Golf, the PIF, mm-hmm. the, the uh, public In- investment fund for Saudi Arabia, essentially taking control of the PGA Tour. And we talked about how the Saudis have figured out how to change not just American culture, but world culture. They're literally buying, buying it. it. And... Um, I was listening to uh, part of Ben Shapiro's podcast. He has a special Sunday podcast. Let me rephrase that. My wife was listening to part of Ben (laughs) Shapiro's podcast, and I happened to be in the car with her. And he had this uh, former liberal. I guess he has a special Sunday show that he puts out. And he had this former a very liberal, I believe he was a, a like a college professor at some point, had written multiple very liberal books, and then at some point he had an epiphany or whatever you want to call it, and he flipped, and now he's a conservative. But he was inside academia enough to to where he began to talk about, or he now talks about how the left put a stranglehold on academia, especially at the college level. And he lays out the historical things and various figures, et cetera. But one of the things that you realize when you're hearing this guy talk is it wasn't one instantaneous thing. It was a gradual conquest over time by the left. Now there were events, some events were more significant than others, but it wasn't just, Hey, there's a, a bombardment of, uh, radical leftism, Marxism into our culture, into our society. And what this guy said, and I thought this was interesting, was that they tried it in the late 1960s. The left, the Marxists, the communists, tried to overtake American society in the late 1960s. And what became of it was you know, the various riots, the burnings, etc. And the American people at that time said, holy smokes, we don't want any part of this. You're gone. And they kind of vanquished it, at least for you know, multiple decades. You obviously saw Richard Nixon. Nixon was derailed by his own demons and doings. It wasn't that the American people were clamoring for leftism that took Nixon down. And then you saw the Reagan in the morning again in America. And and my, my point on all of this is that the left has ha- figured out, whether it's the college institutions or government as a collective or even society as a collective, you're not going to instantaneously... Institute dramatic change in society, in institutions, in cultures. You have to do it. It's the frog in the boiling pot of water, where you just small
0: incremental steps
1: gradually keep turning up the heat Mm -hmm. until one day you look around and everybody goes, "What in the world just happened here?" Right. And that and my that was a long way of going around and going. They have systematically picked off various parts of our society and instituted things so that. They are now the norm, mm-hmm. right? If you try to undo them, now you are the radical for undoing the radicalism.
0: Well, and it's just like the difference of looking at the soldiers who stormed the beaches on D-Day to the 18-year-olds that we have today who are wearing tuck-friendly swimwear.
1: Here's a great example of what I'm talking about. I, you know, here, we always try to do local stuff. I think that's why our show is unique, is we bring things back locally unlike any other show can or does do. So a local example of this about how the institution can, over a decade or more, insert itself, can change the narrative without ever actually having, you know, the the battle at Bunker Hill, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no, you know, amazing battle or shotgun blast or whatever that draws people's attention. But if you just dramatically uh, manipulate the system over time, you can get the result if you're willing to be patient. Here is a great example property taxes. And I know we hammer on this all the time. In 2008, a group of people in the state of Indiana almost literally stormed the state house over how ridiculous taxation on their residents had become. And it was so obvious to everyone, and the cry was so great that the state lawmakers and Mitch Daniels acted almost instantaneously and instituted the property tax caps. It was then so overwhelmingly uh, approved of by the citizens, they put it into the state constitution via statewide referendum. So there's no doubt the message the people were sending. Well, if you look at today, property taxes have never been higher than they are right now. There is more money being generated by property taxes in the state of Indiana than ever before. And so you say to yourself, well, if the message at the time was to local governments, primarily school corporations, our homes are not your personal piggy banks, and you people are totally out of control, and we're stopping it, how did we in 15 years go from that— to now there's more money. And anytime you raise your hand now and go, hey, Republican Party, Mm -hmm. state of Indiana, you have record surpluses and our property taxes have never been higher and no one cares. So how, in the state house, how did we go from that? It was a gradual Mm -hmm. build Mm -hmm. where you got the state every single budget session, giving more money through state taxes to these school corporations without accountability. You had these just, disastrous terribly unfair referendum clauses that were abused and there was nobody who ever stood up you had every session lunatic teachers who eventually figured out if we just wear the same colored shirts we'll and have are more, loud enough yeah we'll have more of an impact and so it's a it's the right it's the gradual boil over time it's the mm-hmm. same thing that's going on in the culture and now you look around and you raise your hand and we're the radicals right people are raising their hand going Wow, these taxes are out of control. Someone should do something. What's the response? Well, then how would you fund the local government? Right. How are you going to pay for anything? Uh, How did we pay for it before? Exactly. The premise was we're paying too much. Yeah. The whole reason for the cap was we're paying too much. But now you can't undo. You are now the radical for proposing or objecting mm-hmm. to what was once the radical behavior well
0: and that is something that the democrats need to realize with donald trump that they are setting a precedent now if he can be the first president to be indicted guess what
1: speaking of common is open for everyone else speaking of communists trump uh trump said this and it's absolutely true uh he said in north carolina either we destroy the communists or the communists destroy us
2: At the end of the day, either the communists destroy America or we destroy the communists. And never forget what the demented persecution of our movement is all about. Our enemies are desperate to stop us because they know that we are the only ones who can stop them. We're the only ones who can do it.
0: Okay, so he's got his arraignment in Miami tomorrow, and it can't go forward unless he has local counsel. And I'm reading now that at least one Miami-based defense attorney has turned him down. How would you like him as a client?
1: Uh, You wouldn't, and he's a disaster as a client, right? And this is part of the problem, is the case is as winnable as the cooperation you get from the person you're trying to represent. Now, people are going to take his money. Mm Mm-hmm as any attorney will, but there's a reason you have the right against self-incrimination. There's a reason you have the right to take the fifth. Use it. There's a reason you don't have to, you know, there's a reason you don't have to testify against yourself. Use it. And Donald Trump testifies against himself every single day.
0: Every time he talks. Okay, well I keep hearing the song Europe, the final countdown in yes. my head. Mm-hmm. Every time he says that, he uh, he says that this is the final
2: battle and he will demolish the deep state. Now these radical left lunatics want to interfere with our elections by using law enforcement. It's totally corrupt and we can't let it happen. This is the final battle. With you at my side, we will demolish the deep state. We will expel the warmongers from our government. We will drive out the globalists. We will cast out the communists. We will throw off the sick political class that hates our country. We will roll out the fake news media. We will expose the rhinos for what they are. We will defeat Joe Biden and we will liberate America from these villains once and for all. We will liberate. We're going to liberate our country. It's
1: the final battle. I thought we were doing this the first time, though. I thought this was the first uh, 2015, 2016 Trump campaign. Mm-hmm.
2: He
0: didn't get it done. Yeah,
1: why? Well, I thought, I just, I mean, maybe I missed something, but I thought that was the whole drain the swamp, make America great again. He
0: learned He learned who to uh, put in office with him and who not oh, to, apparently. Sure. This time he'll get it right.
1: right. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Great. Glad we settled all that. <laughs> okay.
0: 16 minutes after 10, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Nice, Kevin. 20 minutes after 10, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So this caught my attention because it was fun. And it might go down as one of the greatest interviews in college baseball history. So this is University of Virginia pitcher Stephen Schoach. And he gave a post-game interview after his team's 14-4 victory over Duke in the NCAA Super Regionals. So he was the closer for the team in the ninth inning, sealed the victory for him. And here he is explaining the emotions he was feeling in the moment. And it all came down to Dippin' Dots.
3: Well, emotions are go in, win. I heard a fan offer free dipping dots if I blew it, which the price of dipping dots with inflation is just unreal. So, for a brief moment, I was like, damn, dipping dots sound good. But also, I thought in the back of my head, we win today, we win tomorrow, or tonight. We're going to be here another day. That's more per diem. So, that means I can buy my own dipping dots and be a winner. So, it's like, you know, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to attack. I think three words every time I'm out there. The first one's a swear word, starts with F. Um, second word's attack, third one's win. And I just repeat that to myself. Unless, you know, there's a breach in the system and I walk a walkie guy and I gotta tell myself I'm a few different things that isn't a winner. Um, I might break that, but then I get right back on it, just this, attack, win, you know? all
0: came down to dip dots. He started the interview off by swearing and then apologized. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to swear. Also trending this morning, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, this has oh, been blowing gosh, up. I yeah. thought we were
1: done with this. Nope, it's
0: blowing up all over Twitter. He absolutely schools CNN's Dana Bash on basic journalism. He questions the media's failure to ask any questions about Biden and Garland's involvement in the Trump indictment.
4: With due respect, I think it is shameful that I, as a competitor to President Trump in this race, have to ask questions that the media isn't asking. The job of the political media, if it has one job, is to hold the U.S. government accountable. Yes, we know that. And instead, we're doing the bidding. You're seeing the media doing the bidding of the U.S. government. No. Ask the question. Get to the bottom of what Biden told Garland and what Garland told Jack Smith. If the same shoe fit the other foot, you would not take their word at face value. Do not take their word now. Get to the bottom of it.
1: Let's actually restore journalism in this country. That's Thank what's you. actually missing is Thank getting you. to the truth.
0: Okay. Thank you for that. Yes. We are absolutely asking these questions good Uh we're trying and finally this hour willie nelson country music legend he's getting his known his own species of grasshopper named after him scientists have discovered a flightless grasshopper in texas and that is where he was born 90 years ago so they have named this new grasshopper willie nelson isn't that amazing though to think that they're still discovering new creatures out there Like a flightless grasshopper has not been discovered until today.
1: Uh, The world and God's creation, I believe there are endless bounds, and that's one of the great things is we will continue to discover little secrets and amazing things that God has put there for us. Like Willie
0: Nelson grasshoppers. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Ted Kaczynski, known as the Unabomber, he's reported to have died by suicide at a federal prison in North Carolina on Saturday.
1: So he was eighty-one, mm-hmm. and you want to talk about—and um, I say this as a, in a negative context—people who dramatically changed the trajectory of this country, about how we viewed things in this country. Ted Kaczynski, I think, would be a great example of that. And and by that, I mean, you know, one of the first and certainly probably the most high-profile person who really weaponized the male in mm-hmm. this country. Like, I consider Ted Kaczynski almost like the same... Now, he did a lot more damage than this guy did, but almost like D.B. Cooper. It was in, uh, you know, to, to flying. Ted Kaczynski yeah. was to the male in the sense of... Well, before this, nobody really even thought about the idea for the most part on some grand level. Yeah, wow, some maniac is going to you know send bombs through the mail, and everything you open, you got to be concerned. As you know, Casey, and we just saw today, we yeah, got a letter. You got it was addressed letter. to me. Who opened that letter?
0: I le- I hey, opened it. <laughs> if you
1: think you're going to get me, you're going to have to do better than getting me through the mail. I am not going down by opening a package. Yeah, I just
0: know you're going to get me. Yeah, you'll get
1: Casey mm-hmm. or Kevin. You're not getting me. <laughs> yeah. I'm too smart for that. Uh, but, I mean, it's seriously, right? I mean, the, the, this guy put fear for decades in – it's always in the back of your mind, right? Because there was no rhyme or reason for any of it. And ultimately, he was undone by his own brother turning him in, which yep. is, um, I mean, he still still might have still been out there if it weren't for his own brother and he hadn't written that manifesto that they uh, printed in, in newspapers across the country.
0: Yeah, and there was a big debate on whether they should publish that or not. It was that 35,000-word manifesto, and he kind of popularized the phrase manifesto. Yeah. Like, I think that that would not be something most people would know about or a word to use Had it not been for him.
1: Ted Kaczynski is a phenomenal example. Look, Ted Kaczynski was a brilliant guy. There's no doubt his IQ was off the charts. We joke a lot about Rhodes Scholars, Mensa members. Uh, uh, Ted Kaczynski was that. I mean, his level of intelligence was just staggering. But it is an example of the danger, and you see this more and more now, I think, than ever before, because obviously the world is far more connected than when Ted Kaczynski was blowing people up by the mail. That when you have brilliant people who are not, who are so internally miserable. I mean, Ted Kaczynski was clearly a mentally deranged human being, and that are they're they're so internally miserable that instead of using that that uh, that gift. For, for good. For great. I mean, think of all the great things Ted Kaczynski with his mind and aptitude could have done. Brilliant, but messed up. Yeah. And and so obviously a person who kind of really changed American history and uh, obviously, I mean, just nothing nothing good to say about the guy whatsoever.
0: Yeah. Well, he did admit to committing 16 bombings, and those happened between 1978 and 1995. It is 1027 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and coming up next, we have your voicemails.
1: It's time to hear from you.
0: It is 1032 with Kendall and Casey, and it's the portion of the program where we turn it over to you at 317-684-8444. Questions, comments, smart remarks, whatever's on your mind, let us know.
1: Uh, Friday, we had Susan Beckwith on for her Mm -hmm. regular Mind Your Manners segment where we teach you people how to interact and engage in society in a decent and polite manner, Mm -hmm. and uh, because we know you're not getting that uh, the rest of the week on this show, and we were talking about flag etiquette because the 14th, what is today, the 12th, Wednesday is Flag Day, and we got quite a few phone calls in response to that. Wanted to play you one of those. Hey, Rob,
4: I'm a a veteran. My name is Scott. I've called you before. One of the things on flag etiquette you didn't mention is when you take your, if you want to fly your flag at half staff, the proper way to do it is you have to go all the way to the top and then bring it down halfway. Yeah. You just don't put it up halfway and then stop. Go all the way up, come back down halfway, and then when you want to take it down, you got to go all the way back up again and then bring it all the way down and, and store it. If that's what you're going to do. But uh, another thing is the blue field is always top left. So if you're flying it like on a flagpole, it's top left. If you're hanging it down, top left. I see so many people flying the flag when the stripes are going up and down instead of the horizontal with the blue field on the right-hand side. Blue field's always on the left. So have a good day.
0: I've also heard that it also has to have the prominent position, and that is something that Joe Biden missed this past weekend. Did you see all the controversy about that? No. How they had the... Two pride flags and oh, yes, the American I did see flag. That. Oh yes. Yeah. And, and they're saluting
1: the pride flag. Yeah, and how yeah. he
0: violated US flag code by putting the pride design front and center rather than the American flag front well, and center.
1: You you mean they put something above the country, the Democrats? What? The United States of Pride. <laughs> hey, by the way, yeah. Can we talk about that for just a second? And sure. if this is our last show together, it's been a joy to work with you, but you know, Casey, I just don't care. Why are we having parades for people based on who they sleep with? Mm.
0: You're talking about like the Pride Parade. Yes, I'm talking about all of this. Mm -hmm.
1: Like what? What? We are now treating people's sexuality more, better, and more important than we treat our veterans. Yes. Like I see people who would never go to some sort of Memorial Day parade or Fourth of July parade. They're at these Gay Pride or Pride Day or LGBTQ alphabet Mm -hmm. suit. What are we doing here? I.
0: What is going on? I'm on your side with this one. You know, if you saw pictures of the White House during Christmas or Fourth of July or Memorial Day, you're not seeing the flags on top of the portico there. But for June, Pride Month, you've got two American flags not taking front and center with a pride flag.
1: Who, Who and who are the—I mean, what is this all—I mean— so somebody made a great point. So that Blue Jays pitcher, remember the guy that we had talked about a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. who had come out and said- Yeah, you know, he was
0: one of our trending stories. He, was, he made
1: that apology. He was in support of- um, The boycotts. The, you know, the boycotts of Bud Light and Target. And then he came out and apologized and we said, do not apologize because you're not sorry and they're going to screw you over anyway.
0: It's okay to, not, to feel that right. way. You, you don't you, have to apologize for that.
1: You don't have to think that a company using a grown man who pretends to be a little girl is a good idea. And if they're, they're not going to like you anyway, because now they know what your feelings are. You're doing more harm than good by apologizing because we know you don't mean it. They cut him. Yep. And somebody made this post and I, and I saw this and I thought, boy, this is sure true. In about 10 years time, we have gone from, uh, you should celebrate that. I can love whoever I want to love to, if you don't embrace it and cheerlead for it, Mm -hmm. you should lose your job and i thought wow mm-hmm. that is really true and really scary that we have gone from you should just let me do what i want to do to now if you don't you have to support you, it yes if you don't throw a parade for it mm-hmm. we will we will kick you out but i hope this blue jays guy is a is a reminder to everybody do not apologize unless you're actually sorry for something do not apologize because you are making it worse by kneeling to the mob and i do not under what what is a gay person not allowed to do in this country now that everyone else can do other than if it's biology stuff like men and men cannot have children together? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's mm-hmm. that's not that's not a because you're gay. That's well, I mean it is, but it like what rights do you not have now, What are we parading for other than you want me to throw you a parade based on who you share a bedroom with?
0: Right. Well, now in California, Gavin Newsom is going to pass a law saying that that classifies as infertility. <laughs>
1: No, he is not. Are you serious? Yes, absolutely
0: serious. And I don't know. I don't know if you want to talk about this or not. I don't know how I feel about it. You know, we had him on the show, and it was lovely. But Jefferson Shreve, who's running for mayor of Indianapolis, he posted a picture of himself attending the annual Pride Parade, and he said, "Through inclusivity and equality, we can create a city in which everyone feels valued and respected."
1: No, 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 yeah, yes, and that's a terrible idea. And he's look at what happened to Jim Merritt. If you could go back four years ago, Jim Merritt started to go to this thing, and they threatened him that they were going to hit him with brick milkshakes, and then he whimped out and didn't go, and he gave into the mob. But why are you going anyway? What what, what does that mean? We're celebrating inclusivity? What is mm-hmm. that? What, what a-
0: a, inequality?
1: No, you're throwing a parade for people based on who they share a bedroom with. It's not. A, there's nothing they can't, they or anyone else can't can't do. What, like, you can marry whoever you want to marry. You can leave your stuff to whoever you want to leave your stuff to. You can live with whoever you want to live with. You can buy whatever property you want to buy. You can eat wherever you want to eat. You can go in wherever you want to go in. What? What are we doing now other than throwing forced celebration for people based on who they share a bedroom with? I don't expect anyone to throw a parade for me based on that, and I'm not doing it for you. I don't care. So I
0: don't know about the Indie Pride parade because I didn't go to it, but I've seen some video of different parades being held throughout the country, and it's very sexualized. And children are at these parades, and there's people walking around with their their costumes We'll put it that way. On,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm not going to treat you any different for what you do in your personal life. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be held. Uh, now, again, as long as you're following all applicable laws, et cetera. But I'm talking about as consenting adults. Yeah. Whatever you choose to do, good on you. That's between you and God, and you guys can work that out. You know when the time is right but in terms of this earth and the this state and this country and the laws afforded to you you should be allowed to live with who you want to live with you should be allowed to leave your stuff to whoever you want to leave it to you should be able to engage in whatever whatever you know social contracts that you want to in, engage in i don't care i just 100% do not care and what you're making me do is care in the other way because i am so sick of seeing it thrown in my face i'm just sick of it
0: uh isn't it interesting how this was a conversation about flags <laughs> It totally went in a different direction uh, based on what they did at the White House with the violating the U.S. flag code. 317-684-8444. Do we have another phone call? Yes.
1: Uh, remember the guy who he told us, uh, what was his thing? What sort of show are we going to be? Uh-huh. Uh, remember that? Now it's now a liner. Yeah. He really hates this show. Oh. He's one of the hate listens brigade. Okay. Of people who for some reason subject themselves on a daily basis, to something that they absolutely can't stand, which I still don't. He get. wants to
0: get his heart rate going.
1: Uh, yes, but he uh, he called and he is uh, very, once again, very disappointed in our show. Okay. Yeah, rob your
3: show is beginning to get redundant. You keep talking about Jim Lucas, and just let it go. You know. Um, I don't know. I hope you've got a fork because you can stick it in yourself. Because I think
1: your show's about over. Kev, you have to get that as a liner for the show? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: actually thrilled to hear that because that means more liner material. <laughs> you've
1: got it. What do you say? You've got to get a fork. Stick a
0: fork in you. You're done. Yeah, yeah you got to Yeah,
1: it's over. It's all over because we had the audacity to point out how a state rep mm-hmm. and continue to talk about how a state rep blew through a barricade on 65 then fled the scene and then tried to hide his car behind a business and then a, the cops believed he was intoxicated and arrested him we're the bad guys in the equation for talking about that apparently
0: yeah and then you went on to say you know what we're not gonna we're not gonna attack him we're gonna say pray for him that he gets the help that he needs
1: stick a fork in us Casey It's about done for us. You're done. Now, look, there will come a day. Let me. I've been as clear as I can be on this because I work in radio. There will come a moment that I am told my services are no longer needed here. Mm -hmm. Because unless your name is Rush Limbaugh, the bell tolls for all of us. Now, the bell tolled for him, but in a different sense. In this business, you are hired to get fired. And there will come a day that they tell me my services are no longer needed. But it won't be because of this, because I've been hearing this for almost seven years now on this radio station. It's all over for you, Kendall. You're done. (laughs) Time's up, buckaroo. And yet we're still here. So it will happen, but it won't be because of this. And you can celebrate if that's what brings you joy when that day happens that this show or I or whatever no longer exist here, if that is what brings you joy, then that's weird, but okay. Why would he not want us questioning? Well, that is weird, isn't it? What's going
0: on with this state rep?
1: We're simply saying we're going to cover this story Mm -hmm. as the information becomes available and ask questions related to the information that becomes available, and I think that's that's what we've done. It always amazes me that the people who lose their mind over the radio show that has no power over anyone questioning the actions of the people who, who actually have, make the who, rules yes! right i can assure you i have never blown through a barricade
0: have you ever on interstate driven, 65 i was gonna say have you ever driven the wrong way
1: i have not gone up a ramp? a ramp the wrong way I, I did actually hit a deer once casey i have actually done that mm-hmm. uh and then my car was towed now true story I limped along the side of the road because I was right next to my destination. And then essentially from there, I made it to a gas station and my car was towed from there. And if you hit a deer, Mm -hmm. I hope no one ever has to go through that. uh, That's scary. Oh, it's awful. Daughter just got hit
0: by a deer two weeks ago.
1: Yeah, And you said the car. uh, Needs some work. (laughs) Needs
0: some work. $4,500 worth. Yeah. But you know what she did? She pulled over. (laughs) stopped driving yes. pulled over and then you know called mom and dad because yeah. her adrenaline was coursing through her you know blood right absolutely but she didn't keep driving on <laughs> two flat tires yes in a crashed in door all right uh Hammer joins us next it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC so bad. 47 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So I saw that basketball player you guys were talking about the other day. Jokic. And yes, Jokic. The Joker. He is amazing. He is so <laughs> fast with the ball and just, he passes like Jordan. You just don't even know where, what he's going to
4: do next. Fun to watch. I love when some of these teams that have really good players get the national spotlight. Like a couple years ago when the Bucks made the finals and everybody was like, who's this Giannis guy? He <laughs> he's he's actually really good.
1: Yeah. He is. Yeah, we were we were watching uh the uh the game in between commercials on uh, on Patrol Live and dad was like, "I can't stop watching this guy. Mm-hmm. How does he pull it off?" Because you look at him and he looks like some Sweaty sloth guy, you'd see at the gym, yeah, you know, playing wreck basketball, right? And he's one of the two or three best players in the whole league, and he dominates both
4: ends of the floor, right? He'll pull down 20 rebounds, he'll pass out 10 assists, he'll end up putting, you know, 30 to 40 points on the board inside, outside, and I mean, this is grown man basketball. They're beating the hell out of him, and he's still getting his buckets. Yeah,
1: it's incredible. You
4: expect him to be awkward, but he has finesse that just comes out of nowhere. Well, he's big and strong. Right. Right? Sometimes when we see these dudes get drafted, like... Well, I think it was over a year ago, Chet Holmgren of Gonzaga got drafted. Seven-foot guy, great skills, but he's super skinny. Right. The number one pick in the NBA draft this year is going to be this kid from overseas, Wimbayana. Same thing. He's like seven four, point guard type skills, but he's super skinny. The whole Jokic family, because his brothers sit courtside, they're the Serbian version of the Gronks. They really are. Like All of them. Just big corn-fed mules. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you wanted to weigh in on something we've talked about a lot today, which is the "what whataboutism. And by that, we mean, look, if Trump did something wrong and, and mishandled these classified documents, then if that's the law, then hold him accountable. But you have to talk about Hillary and you have to talk about Biden because they have, it appears, done the exact same thing. Or in the case of Hillary, taking the hammers to stuff and bleaching the servers even worse. I don't think that's whataboutism. It's asking Why is there different administration of the law?
4: Right. When you're talking about the law and the justice system, that's something that should be fair. And you're 100% right. If the justice system or the Justice Department came out tomorrow and said, you know what? We're indicting Joe Biden. Okay, we got ourselves a ballgame here. They're going after both sides. I can deal with that because it looks like both sides did things wrong. But I wake up in the morning, you know, I get up and use the can and (laughs) checking out my phone a little bit as I'm trying to wake up. There are people that... That have been up since four, five in the morning, and the first thing they do is rip Donald Trump in the morning. Mm-hmm. What about What about That's all the Trumpers have. Colts 45, C U L T. What about Well, yeah, what about should be in play when you're talking about something that should be fair. So think of it in terms of a baseball game. If you're watching a baseball game and your favorite team is not getting the calls from Angel Hernandez behind home plate, <laughs> But the other team, they've got a strike zone as big as the ocean. You're going to say, hey, Mm -hmm. what about the other team? This isn't fair. And I think the same thing applies Mm. when you're talking about what's happening now. Did Donald Trump screw up? Yes. Should he have done something when he had the chance? I cannot rule out the fact that he might have shown classified information to Kid Rock. I can't rule that out. (laughs) But at the same time, this dude over here is crooked as hell. Mm -hmm. And the whole family's crooked. And there's a paper trail of the money. And yet, the Justice Department gives that Heisman Trophy stiff arm. Right. So I think whataboutism is a very fair uh, complaint from the folks in this country right now.
1: And nobody knows what any of the rules are on any of this because you've got Marjorie Taylor Greene going, "I went into this classified area, but I saw something that wasn't classified." Mm-hmm so I'm going to tell then you why all do you
0: have it. to go into yeah, a skip this, to, talk, to uh, look of, at it? None
1: of it makes any sense. You got the military guy who's waving to his family in a photo. Well, there was this classified thing in the background. You go to jail. How are Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton still walking around when all these other people are being held to account? And it's so easy to say, look
4: at these people and their are whataboutism when you're on the side that you like. Yeah. You know, when you're getting the calls from Angel Hernandez, you can't complain about the balls and strikes. That's a rule of baseball. But when you're getting the shaft, you're mm-hmm. going to like, this sucks. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a homer.
1: Uh, did you see that they're very concerned about Britney Spears? Did no. You, did you see about this? I'm very concerned about Britney <laughs> Spears. Well, I know, but they may be a different sort of concern than you Allegedly, <laughs>
4: Allegedly, she's using meth. Well, it makes her body look so great. <laughs> oh, <And> no. <laughs> listen, stop. Because <laughs> that's what some of the supermodels do, and they look so great. what of all the things I've said in the studio this is where you guys have drawn the line (laughs) he's right that's really not the most offensive thing he's ever said no it's absolutely (laughs) true she's not my daughter it's not my mom Mm -hmm. it's somebody I would like to have a tryst with and I've got a free pass certificate from the coupon lady so if push comes to shove fine (laughs) do you and your wife still have that list of people he's on the list well it's still I mean it stands yes yes But what if Britney loses all of her teeth and starts...
3: Boy, now you're trying to get me into trouble, aren't you? I really am
4: just lofting up that softball.
1: And I think think Cameron will agree (laughs) that this is what you're trying to say. This is an emotional thing for you at this point. It It is. It isn't about the physical Britney Spears. It's an emotional thing for you.
4: It's bragging rights to teenage me. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Sure. Like, there are certainly more attractive women in the world right now, but very few of them would mean as much to me as... As to doing unspeakable things with Britney Spears. Yeah.
1: It's like paying more for a property that meant something to you in your childhood or whatever. I, you know, I must I must have this. Right. Thomas Jefferson was buried at Monticello. Yeah. Right?
4: Mm-hmm. There are probably better places for him to be buried at, you know, but that meant something to him. And speaking of burying things, that's where I'm at with Britney. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good joke, people. Come on, come on. <laughs> my
1: favorite, my favorite thing was young Rob Kendall sauntering down to the WIBC or the uh, WZPL uh, studios mm-hmm. on the weekends. Hammer would be playing the. Uh, the uh, weekend jocking the, the, yeah, jock the hits on the uh, the uh, weekend evenings as I was running the Indians games, totally ignoring whether it was a commercial break that I was supposed to be in or whatever. <laughs> and I'd just sit down there as these chicks would call the radio station. And I, always, I would always go, she sounds really hot, Hammer. Mm-hmm. And Hammer would just go, she's not. She's <laughs> not. Trust me, Trust me. She's not. <laughs> not. <laughs> but Britney Spears is hot. Don't hot chicks listen to other hot chicks? No, No. That's
4: not, we're, Think we're, about what your vision of Cheryl is that works the ball at Applebee's now think about her mom (laughs) but that's not the target demo of that
1: radio station what are you talking about Oh, man, do you get those chicks to send you their pictures and emails? Did you, no. Did you ever ask them what
4: they're wearing? What are you Oh, wearing? yeah.
1: But then again, I asked Rob that, too.
4: So. <laughs> a puka shell necklace. What?
1: <laughs> that was back in the... Po- I had earrings Put back then. Put a shirt terrible. on, kid.
4: <laughs> You're running an Indians game on a Saturday night by yourself.
1: Why are you shirtless? Yeah, you just wish you looked this good. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you no. know how bragging to the chicks you run the Indians games? You know how that goes over? I know Howard Kelman is <laughs> <laughs> that work Did uh, it work? I've had some things work that shouldn't have worked but that was not one that of
0: them <laughs> controlling the water you know I control your water that's would it, me would, that it be,
1: worked. would it be wrong if I used to take we'd get those free tickets to the Indians game and I used to take chicks with me and take them up to the broadcast booth to try to impress them
4: no, but it'd be wrong if it worked. <laughs> like, shoot your shot. You know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, but mm-hmm. who's the kind of chick that's like, oh, I wasn't going to give it up. But then he showed me the five no. by five inch studio that he works in. <laughs> the broadcast booth is what really did it. Right. He, he sat there and he just turned up a pot. So, boy, these undies better come off. He pressed a button. <laughs> and oh, he sat no. there. Didn't pay attention
1: for 20 minutes. Oh, no. What's uh, coming up this afternoon?
4: Uh, Newt Gingrich will join us. We're talking indictment The Newt Gingrich? The Newt Gingrich. Wow. Wow. They're not booing. They're saying Newt. (laughs) Uh, Guy Relford joins us. Mock joins us. And we'll have a good time.
0: Thanks, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.